This is the Timepieces History Podcast, brought to you by Gudrun Lorette, the expert in using modern marketing methods for the traditional heritage sector. Each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past in around 10 minutes. And now, here's today's show. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. Today, in episode 5, we're looking at Agrippina the Younger, mother of Nero. Don't forget, you can leave me a review wherever you're listening to this episode, over on my website or on Twitter, at Gudrun Lorette. Grab the show notes and a transcript at gudrunlorette.com slash podcast, or if you work in the heritage sector, sign up for my free ebook of content marketing ideas, or have a look at my new resource library. Links are in the show notes. So... It's hard to say if Julia Agrippina should be celebrated, but she was certainly an impressive woman. Ruthless and determined, she controlled her son and ensured his power until he decided he'd had enough of being pushed around and bumped her off. Agrippina was the sister of the Emperor Caligula, who was infamous for his sadism, cruelty and allegedly for making his favourite horse a senator. Tyranny clearly ran in the family, as Caligula's nephew Nero was equally brutal. In fact, it's fair to say that with the possible exception of Caesar's heir Octavian, who was later the Emperor Augustus, the Julio-Claudian dynasty was rife with deviancy, murder and mental illness. Born in AD 15, Agrippina was named after her mother, who was a granddaughter of Augustus, the first Emperor of Rome. Her father, Germanicus, was an army general and at one point had been heir to Tiberius, although he ultimately didn't succeed him. Described as beautiful and accomplished, Julia Agrippina was destined for great things. She was well-travelled and in her early years was raised by her maternal grandmother. After the sudden death of her father, Agrippina was left in the care of her mother, paternal grandmother and a great-grandmother, all strong and powerful women who no doubt raised her in, her li- in their likeness. Agrippina, however, was also described as ruthless, domineering and violent, so clearly had inherited some of the less appealing family traits. She was married first to one of Mark Antony's supporters, Gnaeus Domitus Ahenobarbus, who was the father of Nero. Tellingly, on being congratulated on the birth of his son, Domitus is believed to have responded, I don't think anything produced by me and Agrippina could possibly be good for the state or the people. At around the time Nero was born, her brother Caligula had inherited the throne from Tiberius, conferring all kinds of privileges on his family. It was also rumoured that the new emperor had incestuous relationships with all three of his sisters, and following the death of his favourite, Drusilla, Caligula went mad. Along with Drusilla's widower and her surviving sister, Agrippina plotted to have her brother murdered in AD 39. This attempt failed, and Drusilla's widower was executed and the sisters were exiled. Caligula was killed about 18 months later, and his uncle Claudius succeeded him. Claudius pardoned his nieces, and Agrippina, now a widow, set her sights on an heir to the empire, Galba, despite the fact that he was happily married. Galba's mother-in-law didn't take too kindly to Agrippina's advances and gave her a public ticking off and a slap for her cheek. She was then briefly married to Pacinus Crispus, who died of suspected poisoning, by which I mean suspected poisoning by his wife. Claudius was married to an equally headstrong woman, Valeria Messalina, an adulterer, ambitious for her son and prone to exiling or executing anyone who crossed her. Convinced that the young Nero was was competition for the throne, Messalina allegedly sent men to kill him in his bed. The legend says that as the assassins approached, they noticed a snake under Nero's pillow, which they took as a bad omen, and didn't kill the boy. Apparently, the snake was in fact a shed skin, which just happened to be lying about beside the sleeping child. An equally superstitious Agrippina had then had that skin made into a bracelet for her son. 
The power clearly went to Messalina's head as she started bumping people off with abandon. She also decided, while her husband was out of town, to marry General Gaius Silius, one of her lovers, and to host a lavish wedding breakfast in celebration. When the news reached Claudius, he did not take it well, especially as when he went to the house of Silius, found it full of family heirlooms. Claudius was told that the marriage was part of a plot to overthrow him and refused to see his wife. However, over the course of the evening, he felt that he still had a soft spot for her and was prepared to give her another chance. Claudius arranged for Messalina to visit him the following morning. To prevent that, one of his court rushed off to Messalina, who was hiding at her mother's house. Accompanied by the Praetorian guard, Narcissus, the assistant, announced that Claudius had sent them to kill his wife. Messalina was given the honourable option of killing herself, but couldn't do it, and so a soldier ran her through instead. Agrippina quickly presented herself as the ideal candidate for replacement for Messalina, and became Claudius' fourth wife in AD 49, despite the fact that such a union was regarded as immoral and incestuous in the eyes of Roman society. Agrippina soon persuaded Claudius to adopt Nero, effectively making him heir to the throne ahead of Britannicus, Messalina's son. She was allowed to assist her husband in running the country, making her rich and powerful in her own right. Four years later, Claudius began to regret his actions and tried to set Britannicus up as his heir in place of Nero. The unfortunate uncle Claudius died in suspicious circumstances soon after, in AD, in AD 54, believed to have been poisoned by a furious Agrippina. Although, as he was aged 63 when he died, which was old for a Roman, it is possible that he died of natural causes. Nero was still named as Claudius' heir, and his mother served as the then 16-year-old's regent, a move that he quickly resented, particularly when his mother expressed her displeasure at his girlfriend. Incredibly, Agrippina then decided to support Britannicus to overthrow her own son, despite the fact that at this point she was effectively running Rome single-handedly. As he reached his majority, Nero was increasingly annoyed by his mother and had her exiled, before deciding that he would be better off if she wasn't around at all. The demise of Agrippina is a great story and reminds me of Rasputin for the number of attempts it took to finally do her in. Nero considered poisoning or stabbing his mother or getting someone else to do it for him. One account says that he concluded that neither of these methods were particularly subtle and he didn't want suspicion to fall on him. But another says that he did in fact attempt to poison his mother three times, but each time she'd already taken an antidote. Next, Nero decided to loosen ceiling tiles above his mother's head, with the intention that they would fall and crush her. Agrippina was warned of this plot and avoided injury. Finally, with the help of one of his former tutors and possible lovers, Nero had constructed a boat built to sink, and then invited his mother for dinner, sending the boat to collect her from her villa. Agrippina was aware that her son was plotting against her, but decided to go for dinner anyway, which seems like a somewhat strange decision. As the boat headed back towards her villa across the Bay of Bayer, the lead ceiling above her collapsed, narrowly avoiding crushing Agrippina and killing one of her attendants. The crew promptly sank the ship, but as Agrippina could swim, she escaped to safety by swimming to shore. Her friend, Aceronia, present on the boat with her, was bludgeoned to death by the sailors. She cried out that she was Agrippina and they believed her. Some accounts claim that she did so to give her friend a chance to survive, but others say she was simply hoping they'd save the emperor's mother. Agrippina was well aware that this was an assassination attempt, but had enough nerve to write to Nero and tell him all about it, pretending that she thought he was innocent. Enraged, he sent three men to kill her. A bold Agrippina is reported to have greeted them in her bedroom with the line, If you've come for a visit, you can report that I am better. She apparently followed up this by saying, If you're assassins, I know Nero didn't send you. Or, which that effect? 
But then as they produced knives and surrounded her, she is also described as bearing her abdomen and encouraging them to stab her there first because her womb was responsible for the creation of her ungrateful son. What an ending. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to know your thoughts on Agrippina the Younger, uh, also Nero and even Caligula. Let me know and please tune in next time and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.